Good evening, good evening, everybody. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I am Cynthia Green, and welcome to Thursday's evening message. Praise the Lord. I'm so excited that you guys are here with us on tonight. I'm excited about what God um, is continuing to do in my life, and I pray that all is well with you and your household as well. Also, I declare, hallelujah, in Jesus' name, that the message of Jesus Christ is the run of your household. Make him the ruler of your household. Amen. Praise the Lord. So how's everybody doing? All right. So um, some of you may know, I recently made a change to Thursday's evening message of as previously announced uh, on Facebook beginning this month, we will broadcast on all platforms uh, Thursday's evening message every Thursday, every second and fourth Thursdays of each month. So no longer every single Thursday, we'll be broadcasting on the second and fourth Thursday of each month on all platforms, okay? Um, the reason for this is I have other ministry assignments that are outside of social media. And also, as many of you know, um, I did retire from uh, the CEO, uh, being CEO of my own company uh, back in December of 2019. So I also want to uh, not overextend myself, meaning I want to also, in addition to my ministry, have some personal time so that I can continue enjoying my, my retirement. Amen. Praise God. God, uh, Jesus came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. So he wants us to enjoy our lives here on earth as Christians. Amen. Praise the Lord. And that's what I intend to do. All right. So we're going to go ahead and dive right in tonight. Um, I pray that your ears are open that your hearts are open to and ready to receive what God has for you on tonight. Praise God. Um, we have been discussing becoming the gospel. So in part one, we discussed uh, defining what the gospel is. And in part two, we discussed entering the gospel. Now, I'm not going to go ahead. I'm not going to recap on either one of those. So uh, I encourage those of you that have not listened to parts one and two uh, to go back and listen uh, to those parts. Amen. So tonight uh, we will continue the series, Becoming the Gospel. And we're going to talk about praying the good news. Amen. So after we enter or get inside the good news through reading the Gospels, and the word of God, we need to let the good news get inside of us. Now, we know that at the time of salvation, uh, that the moment that we invite Jesus Christ into our lives, that his Holy Spirit comes and resides and is now residing on the inside of each and every Christian. So what I'm talking about is not praying that Jesus will come and live in us, but that we pray daily that by the power of his Holy Spirit, we allow his message of good news to reign in our daily lives. Amen? Hallelujah. So at the time of salvation, our spirit 
is perfect. Okay. However, our soul, which consists of our mind and our thoughts and emotions, they are continuously being transformed into the likeness of Jesus Christ. Now, the way for this transformation to take place is submitting to God's will on a daily basis. And the best way for us to be able to do that is through prayer. Amen. So um, Google Dictionary defines prayer as a solemn request for help or expression of thanks addressed to God. Solemn uh, meaning, uh, the dictionary says formal, a formal uh, request. We, we all know that with, uh, with our Lord, we don't have to be formal. We, I talk to him just like I'm talking to you or talking to a friend or a neighbor, amen? So it's nothing formal about it. Another uh, synonym for sol uh, solemn is sincere request. So a si prayer is defined as a sincere request for help or expression of thanks addressed or communicated to God, amen? So in simplicity, prayer is talking to God, asking him for help and also expressing thanks. So to submit to God's will on a daily basis, that doesn't just happen because all of a sudden now we're born again, amen? It doesn't happen by trying to do it really hard or trying to do it through actions, uh, but it will happen through prayer. So we're going to dive into what I, some more clarity on that. Now, thankfully, as we would expect for him to do, not leaving anything unturned, Jesus gave us a prayer that absolutely aligns our hearts and minds with his good news. In Matthew 6, chapter, verses 5 through 8, uh, he gives us, he tells us, and I'm not going to actually read the scripture. You can turn it there in your own time. I'm just going to kind of summarize what those verses are talking about. So he tells us two things. First of all, he says, don't show off when you pray. When you pray. Synagogues were places of worship where many people gathered to pray. Jesus spoke against those who prayed loudly just so that they could be seen and praised by others. He called such people hypocrites. And he probably had in mind the Pharisees. They would even pray loudly in public places too, okay? So number two, don't use a lot of meaningless words. The Gentiles' prayers were long because they thought this would impress uh, their many gods. Uh, uh, the, you know, the Gentiles where people before uh, they were, any of them were converted, had many gods. So they were used to praying really long prayers to impress their gods. Often they repeated a phrase or God's name many, many times, hoping to attract attention. So, you know, we don't need to do that with our Lord and Savior, amen? Jesus said that prayer should be a private time between God and the worshiper. Jesus does not mean that it's wrong to pray with others. There's nothing wrong with praying with others, but the prayer should be sincere and with the right motives. Amen? 
So in Matthew's the sixth chapter, verses nine through 13, Jesus literally gives us a format on how to pray. And of course, as always, he's our best example. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to go ahead and read um, Matthew 6, verse 9 through 13. I'm going to read it from the King James Version. And then I'm going to go ahead and read it from the NLT Version. Then we're going to unpack it. Amen. All right. So verse 9. After um, After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Very familiar scripture. Um, most people are very, very familiar with, we call it, uh, it's been named the Lord's Prayer. Amen. So now I'm going to read it from the NLT version. And as I read each verse, I'm going to unpack it, okay? Or, or clear, put some clarification on it. So verse nine says, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. Now, these words remind us that God is worthy of our praise and of our worship. As Christians, we we are called to keep God's name holy by living holy lives. And to be holy simply means to be, you know, uh, some believe that being holy is displayed by the way you dress, you know, long, make sure everything's covered up. Uh, women, no makeup, uh, the covering of your hair, uh, uh, no jewelry. But that's not what that means. To be holy means to be set apart for God's purpose. Meaning whatever God has called you to do, the, the reason He that you're here on this earth according to God's purpose That's what holy is, being set apart to complete your mission assigned by God. Amen. Verse 10 says, and this is again NLT, may your kingdom come soon. Now, the definition of kingdom is a country, state, or land that's ruled by a king or a queen. So this verse is asking that he returns soon and that he rules the land that he takes back the earth, that he takes back the land. Because we know that right now God has given uh, a certain amount of authority uh, over the earth, over the world to Satan and to those who have not um, uh, accepted Jesus Christ as Lord of their life. But God's plan to rescue humanity and restore creation has already been launched. We talked about that uh, last week. It's already been launched. Heaven is breaking through. God's way of doing things is coming. So in that verse, may your kingdom come soon, we are asking God to finish what he's already started. Hallelujah, amen. 
Then it goes on to say in verse 10, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we are looking forward to the day when God's will is done here on earth, exactly as what's going on in heaven. See, Satan isn't up there. Lucifer isn't up there. He got kicked out, remember? So everything that's going on up in heaven in the kingdom of God, in that atmosphere, is, is God's will. Everything is being done by his way of doing things. So we're asking him to let that be done in our lives here on earth, in our lives. Not saying, uh, you know, right now he hasn't returned, but we're saying thy will be done in my life or in your life as it is being done in heaven right now. Hallelujah. Um, it reminds us that it will take God's help for us to live in alignment with his will each and every day. It's not something we can do on our own at all. We need God's help. We need the help of the Holy Spirit in order to live in God's will. All right, verse 12, it says, and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. So guess what? We all carry a debt that we cannot pay. That debt is sin. The rejection, or I should say um, at one time before, uh, before we, we accepted Jesus, we carried that debt. Okay, that debt has been paid by Jesus for those who have chosen to accept him. That uh, the rejection of God as our king and accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior is what sin is. Sin is expensive. It costs a perfect life offered on our behalf. The life Jesus lived and freely gave us as a gift of grace for us to accept if we choose. Through that gift, God offers forgiveness. But forgiveness was never meant to stop with us. Forgiveness is meant to flow through us. Amen? Hallelujah. So verse 13, it says, and don't let us yield to temptation. You know what? Let me pause. Let me go back. I want to talk a minute about forgiveness again. You know, forgiveness... It's not something that we can do on our own. You know, I've heard the phrase, I, I can forgive you, but I won't forget. Well, you know what Jesus said? He says that when he, to the born again believer, when he saved us, that he, he our sins, he remembers no more. But it takes, we in our finite self, our finite minds, and emotions. That's not something that we can do on our own. We really need the help of the Holy Spirit to help us be able to not only forgive a person, but completely let it go. That's what it means. Obviously, it's not a forget, but he means I've let it go. I no longer hold it against you. Amen? Hallelujah. We need the help of the Holy Spirit in order to do that. All right, verse 13, it says, and don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Now, as we know, just because we are saved and born again, 
doesn't mean that the devil leaves us alone. alone. Most oftentimes it's the opposite. Amen. Scripture tells us that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy us, the believers. Meaning Satan's job is to steal our transformation, to steal our joy. Uh, He wants to rob us from getting into the word of God because he knows that is our best ammunition against him. He wants to kill our relationship and our dependency on God, on the Holy Spirit, on Jesus Christ, and ultimately destroy our lives. Amen. So that's why that's that uh, we're doing that prayer. Don't let us yield. Help us not to yield to the temptations of the devil. Why? Because you know it's, you know, every day something comes up. And, you know, the temptations of the devil, you know, they can be as, as um, you know, it's, it's not always about the what we call the big things, okay? I'll give you an example. It could be something as simple as one of the things um, that I'm trying to do or that I am doing, praise the Lord, is I am... I I have a love of sugar, uh, sweets, pies, cakes, ice cream, that sort of thing. And it's funny because I've been delivered from my ultimate taste bug was is, is ice cream, but I've been delivered from that. Um, but then all of a sudden now, you know, I, I started wanting chips, Pringle, the Pringles barbecue chips and uh, uh, you know, pies. So he came at me from a different angle than that replaced the ice cream. So I realized, and, and listen, the reason I called that uh, something is because in order to have a healthy body, you know, God's, God's will is for us. He says, not only our soul and our spirit to prosper, but our bodies to prosper as well. And so, you know, there's even scriptures that talk about, you know, limiting the amount of sweets and things like that, that you eat. And that's all for the purpose of having a healthy body. So my issues when it comes to food and that sort of thing is the sweet stuff. Amen. Some of you may can relate to that. Well, every day, you know, of course, one of the things I do is I don't, I don't buy it when I go grocery shopping. But the devil always shows up pretty much on a daily basis and gives me a temptation to go out and grab a quick, grab a quick something, you know, sweet. And, and then we'll play with my mind. Well, you know, I, maybe I'll do it. You know, I, I, it, go ahead and eat it now. But it's something that I want to be in control of. Amen. I don't want it to control me. I'm not saying that I will never eat it, but at this time, I want the Holy Spirit to help me uh, be in control of that situation when it comes to sweets. So I'm not, because if I gave in to the devil's temptations, I'd be eating it all the time. And I truly mean on a daily basis. So I think you, you understand what I'm following. So I recognize that that's one of the areas in my life 
that he shows up on a daily basis, you know, and um, we need to, we need the help of, the, of him. We need the help of the Holy Spirit to fend off whatever temptations he brings to us. Amen. And we're going to talk a little bit about that in just a moment as well. Now, well, actually, we're going to go ahead and talk about it now because um, Jesus is our greatest example on how to handle temptations from the devil. Uh, in Matthew, the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 11, I'm not going to read those passages. You can read them through your own time. But when the devil tempted Jesus when he was in the wilderness, uh, he, he went up, he went to the wilderness to fast after his baptism. Jesus always used the word of God to fend off the devil. Always used the word of God. Remember, he was fasting and, and when the devil offered him some food, offered him bread and tempted him to eat. Jesus quoted the scripture from the Old Testament, man shall not live by bread alone. Each time that the devil tempted him in some way or capacity, he sent the devil packing by saying what the word of God said on that matter. Amen. So that's what I'm talking about. Is that it's not enough to just, you know, get thee behind me, Satan. You, you want to send them packing? Quote the word of God. Hallelujah. He'll flee in a heartbeat because he, he, there's no weapon that he has that he can win against God's word. Amen. So in closing tonight, what I'm going to do is share what my prayer conversation is when I first wake up in the morning. It's formatted from how Jesus tells us to pray. Amen. So, um, and then you'll pray and, and, and the, uh, the purpose of this is to help you, if you haven't already, to, under, to be guided or give you an idea of maybe your morning prayer. Now, of course, I pray throughout the day, you know, uh, I'm in communication with God throughout the day on many uh, different levels of things. But my morning prayer, when I first wake up in the morning, here's how it goes. My heavenly father, you are holy and worthy of my praise. You're worthy of my worship. I can't wait for your return. I pray that your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. This is the day that you have made. I shall rejoice and be glad in it. I choose to rejoice in it, Lord. I thank you for your divine provision for me and my family. I'm grateful that all of our needs are met. I thank you for your divine protection over me and my family, over our lives, and that no weapons formed against us shall prosper. Thank you, dear Lord, for your grace and mercy this day. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for forgiveness of sins and making me righteous through the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Dear Lord, help me to love others as I love you. Help me to extend the same grace and forgiveness to others that you so richly given to me. Holy Spirit, I rely on you to bring God's words 
back to my remembrance, remembrance when the devil shows up today. I am ready for him, Lord. Lord, you are my king. You are my power. You are my glory forever and ever. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. If you want to become a good news person, try praying like Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. This didn't take long at all tonight. Amen. Father God, I thank you for your word. I thank you that it will not return empty. I thank you, Lord God, that it will accomplish what it's supposed to do in the hearts of the listeners. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, if you're joining us, if you're listening to uh, this message uh, tonight, I am encouraging and praying and hoping that you have made a choice and a decision to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. And if you have, please repeat this after me. Heavenly Father, I recognize I'm a sinner and that I need you. So please come into my life, take control of my life, and be my king. I believe that you died and that you rose again. So thank you for saving me today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Welcome to the family of God. You are born again. You are saved. And the Holy Spirit now resides on the inside of you. And the best thing that you can do for your journey, number one, is to get into a good Bible teaching church, uh, uh, in fellowship with other Christians, uh, get into the Word of God. And what I want you to do, if you said that prayer with me, I want you to send me an email to the good, uh, the, hold on, let me think. The good news from Cynthia at gmail.com. That's the good news from Cynthia at gmail.com. And what I'm going to do is send you some material that help that will help you get started in your Christian journey. But we're so I'm so grateful that you made you made the best decision that you will ever make in your life. Welcome again to the family of God. Hallelujah. All right guys, listen. Can you believe we are in November already? My God, this year just seemed like it went by so quickly. So the holidays are upon us and, um, you know, Thanksgiving is right around the corner. Of course, Christmas where we celebrate uh, the birth and life of our, our Savior, praise the Lord. Remember, keep him, keep his message. His message is the rule of your house at all times, even on, this, on these holidays, amen? So enjoy your family, enjoy your weekend. Um, I haven't, I'm trying to, I think, uh, I think to the fourth Thursday might be on Thanksgiving and, um, 
But I think I'm going to still have a word, a short word for you on Thanksgiving, okay? Yeah. Okay? Praise the Lord. So we'll see you back here in a couple of weeks. God bless you guys. I love you so much as usual. Um, enjoy your evening. Good night, everybody.